Come on. Welcome to the Gentleman's Talk, everybody. Welcome to the dulcet tones of James Dean Littlejohn. I am talking to you today on Sunday. It's Reflection Hour, as well as we have a special segment today. I think it's special to me. It certainly should be special to you at some capacity. But happy Father's Day to all of those dads, past, present, and even the future. Because I did see a post this morning of a very good friend of mine um, that, I, that I've met who is um, has a baby expecting. So congratulations to you. Um, Stefan, 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 but it's not said, it's Stefan, it is, um, it's, it's spelt differently, but it's sort of said Stefan, I don't know, it's really, it's weird, because Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, there you go, that's how you spell it, that's how you say it, little bit of it, that was me, I was just literally going over some stuff, but happy Father's Day, past, future and present, it's one of those days we really need to remember, we do need to remember this. I had a whole segment actually planned out for the day. And then Bosch in the face, fucking smash, got hit in the face this morning. Why are we not talking about Happy Father's Day? This is a day that we need to make special. Um, I know inherently, I'm, I'm one of these guys, I don't, I'm not really interested in, um, I call them hallmark days. Are they a really relevant day? Are any of the days fucking relevant? Of course they are. They all have their purpose. And I think that for me... Um, I don't know. I've always looked at this bit of a hallmark day. Um, I think to myself, uh, I've always sort of caught, kind of thought, you know, I appreciate my mum and dad every day. So, you know, why do I need a specific day? You know, it's almost like, you know, I appreciate them every day. So, but then you, you could almost say, well, this is a day dedicated to them. It's their special day, as in a day that we go above and beyond for them. Especially if you've got parents that, um, you know, they, they may, maybe they, they do these things all, the, all, all year round and they need that day to take out and then make them feel special. I must admit this, um, this morning, or probably I think this is the first, um, I think, Father's Day in a long time for me that I've actually thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and I don't say that in a negative way because, I mean, I've had... Um, I've had children for, um, well, 16, 15, and, uh, and one's 12. So, you know, I've had children a long time. I, I'm fully adverse to, to what it's like to be a father. I've, I've done good, I've done bad, and I've done ugly. You know, I've, um, you know, the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I have. I've done. I've done a lot. You know. I'm not. Would I say I'm an amazing dad? Absolutely not. I. I. You know. I, what is an amazing dad? That's the problem. Is is there is no fucking rule book for this. So what is an amazing dad? I think a dad just being there. And I've had a couple of examples actually that sort of kind of resonate this week. Um, as I, and, and it sort of brought me to thinking, yeah, I need to talk about this a bit, actually, because as you all know, being a dad for me is, is a bit of a difficult time. I think it has been for a lot of people I know. Um, being a dad is hard work. And I'm not saying that this isn't me taking it away from being a mum. Uh, please, please don't say that. You know, don't, don't, don't think of it like that or saying whatever I say isn't ba basically, you know, we get it harder than women and all that. This is just a tough day for day. You know, this is just a tough day uh, that I want to recognise across the board. And it's really, really important because for men, it, the, the, the feeling of having children <clears throat> is, is a different feeling. Like for, for me, for instance, um, and, and I don't know whether you, you can probably relate to this, but... 
I, like I said, I've not been an amazing dad. I've been very distant. I've, I've, uh, you know, I was undiagnosed ADHD um, for most of my life. Now, is that an excuse? No, but I've dealt with depression. I've pushed everyone away. You've heard my story, you know, 200 odd episodes. You know what I've come from. Um, am I an amazing dad? Absolutely not. However, I try. And I think that that is the key part there is I'm trying. I will not always get it right. And I, I can I can guarantee that I will make a mistake at least once a day, minimum, that I will upset one of my girls in some sort of fashion, whether I say no to something, whether I say I should have done something, whatever it may be, there'll be something I'll do at least once a day with my children, which is quite a high statistic to understand that you go through, you know, that's a quite a tentative, you know, you're kind of going through the day knowing I'm, I'm already knowing tomorrow I'm going to fuck up, I'm going to do something wrong that's going to upset somebody, whether that walks into their room and fucking says hello and they were like, I'd literally they don't want you in my room what are you doing like i should have known that i should have opened the door and gone don't do this james and now a lot there's a lot of people out there that go dude you got daughters mate you must know you fucking just leave them to 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 go almost go feral you know you're almost like fucking they're almost like they were house cats when they were young and then when they get to their teenage years just fucking let them go like open the back door and say there's the fucking world and just see what happens that's that's pretty much what i'm it's like it's like fucking herding feral cats you know, having having three girls, it's it's fucking barking mad, and um and I got this little snippet actually that, that sort of hit resonated for me this morning, um so anyway I went over to my um I went over to my dad's house I I wasn't sure I was going to um I wasn't sure I was going to catch him because um I was working today, uh, my my second job and um it was at work until two o'clock so. And it was starting at nine, so I was like, "Fuck! I need to catch hold of my dad." You know, I haven't got him. A, I didn't get him a gift. I got a, I got him a little voucher to say I'd take him out for a meal. I think it's one. I'm at that age now where I'm like, "Dude, you know, I don't want to keep buying. I, I can buy unique gifts. I can do that." But I think the unique gift for me is actually the op- complete opposite to that. Is you know, I, I want memories. They're, they're the they're the pr- they're the real prize. Memories, chats, talk. Like I said to you uh, on my last week's podcast, I went up on the Wednesday. And, um, you know, sort of kind of, oh, no, actually, hold on. No, that's that's going to feed into today. Dickhead, James, slap your fucking head. That's feeding into today. And this is building everything. So uh, basically, yeah, I won't start that just yet. Because I, I, I was literally sat there going, was that this week? Was that last week? No, it was this week. So anyway, I've left him a voucher. And I caught him this morning. But it, it was a little bit of an interesting one this morning. So I went up to my mum and dad's house. Um, I didn't realise that my brother um, had his, his daughters staying over. They were staying for the night. They were my mum and dad was babysitting for him. Anyway, I went into the house and my da- bear in mind my dad's got a ring doorbell and everything. So he's fucking you know he's fully he's supposed to be fucking security Steve. You know as as far as his name isn't Steve, but that's what I say. So anyway, I fucking I, I, I went up to the door and I sneaked in the door. The best I've sneaked in the door before because I remember when I was fucking younger and I was coming home drunk, I could never fucking open that door. So I opened the fucking door, I sneaked in, and I was like, oh, it's a bit quiet. And the, the dog didn't bark upstairs. So anyway, I managed to fucking basically get in the house, shut the door, take my shoes off, go upstairs. And then walked into my mum and dad's room. Yeah, a bit fucking, you know, you could both... Oh, that's a bit fucking brave, son. You know, um, they're fucking well in their 60s. Hopefully they're chilling out about that now. And uh, anyway, they were like, what the fuck? And, and I heard my dad on the side of the bed, like, literally, like, fucking... Because he'd obviously... The dog had started barking by this point. And he was like, fucking hell, what's that? And, and I could hear them going, what's he barking at? And they were going, I don't know. I don't know what he's barking at. And they literally had no idea I was in the house. I could have been fucking anybody. Literally, I mean, obviously I had the key, so... I couldn't have been anybody. I would have been a family member. Or I would have physically broken in. I think they might have heard that. So um, anyway, it was, and I looked and I went, 
Happy Father's Day, dickhead. <laughs> literally scared the fucking living shit out of him. He was like, literally, I saw this fucking almost 70-year-old man stood there fucking bollocko naked. Like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> Put some shit. Pull your shit together, you fucking old bastard. Anyway, so I fucking did. It scared the shit out of him. Literally scared the shit out of him. And anyway, the, uh, mum and dad, uh, they came downstairs and we had a cup of tea in the morning. It was a nice little 40-minute 40, 40 catch-up. I said to him, I'll take him out for a meal. I said, look, I'll take it out for you know memories are precious for me um anyway so that was my father's day and then i went and off and and did my did my thing worked a day and then come back and i got absolutely fucking spoiled i think this is probably the first year i can say i felt spoiled you know it was kind of like i walked through the door and uh, my missus was waiting for me there was fucking bags on the on the cooker and uh, i was like oh this is fucking gifts as much as i say it's a hallmark day i do love a gift i do love a gift and i love gift giving i really fucking do i like you know it's one of those things it just makes me feel like it gets the dopamine going it's like fucking yes and i looked there and i saw this fucking monkey bag uh, and then i looked in and, and um my youngest was there. My other, my other two were still upstairs in fucking bed doing whatever they fucking do. Lazy bastard teenagers. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I opened up this fucking bag. My, my, daughter, my daughter said, which bag do you want to open first? So I was like, I don't fucking know, mate. Which one do you reckon? She was like, open mine last because I'm the best. And she'd had a dedicate. So my youngest, the one that's not earning money, um, she gets pocket money. Had saved her pocket money and bought all these fucking things for me. Anyway, so I opened up the the big bag, you know, the bag from my from the collection, if you like, my my eldest's, and um, bottle of gin and a fucking lovely shirt. Absolutely fantastic. They know me well. <laughs> Slap a shirt on, get fucking on it. So I had my bottle of pink gin. I thought fucking straight on. Guess what? It's fucking in the glass. <laughs> it's in the glass, grassy ass. And um, fucking yeah. So I was like, open that, and then Dell said. Here you go, Dad. She's only 12, mate. She fucking said, here you go, Dad. Not fucking, but I swear. Um, open up this bag, mate. I got this um, I got this little monkey teddy. It says, from your cheeky little monkey. I got Harry Bow fucking star... Uh, Harry Bow Harry tang fastics. She knows I love. Maltesers. She knows I love. Uh, a mug saying I'm a hero. And a fucking plaque that says, Dad's man cave. Uh, from a man cave. Where I'm fucking... Re- where I'm literally recording from right now. So, what a fucking... I felt super fucking precious today. Especially like all those little bits. And I came down to my middle daughter came down. She's batshit fucking crazy. No idea what day of the week fucking is. She's got her last exam on Monday, I think. And that's her done. She's she's out into the big wide world. So I'm going to boot her out the fucking front door. Say, crack on. Earn some cash or fuck off. Um, <laughs> basically. And then, uh, yeah. she So she came down and she went, happy Father's Day. Gave me a cuddle, which is, you know, I'll take that. Because fucking hell, that's a present alone. Getting a cuddle off your daughter. And um, I said, oh, would you get me? She went, I... What do we get? What do we get, Madre? <laughs> That's, they call us Madre and Padre. If you don't remember from previous things, it, they did the two elders did Spanish, and uh, they call us Madre and Padre. Now we are known as Madre and Padre across the estate and across most of the fucking family. Um, everybody, even all of their friends, call us Madre and Padre. So um, it's, we get texts, Padre, <laughs> Ellie needs you, <laughs> whatever you know what I mean. Um, but it's nice. I like it. I like. I like a nickname. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I felt fucking special. She had no idea what she got me, but I felt great. And it's really important. It really, really is important to uh, to understand that although men never really, we're not emotional people. Or we're not. We're, there is a few. There's a few people that are, but we're not really. Inherently, we do try and bury that fucking emotion down and don't really sort of show it. And I think that you know, as I said at the start of the podcast, a lot of that thought process behind it being a hallmark day is mainly because it's inherently just cost me money and. You never really receive much back. And I don't mean that in a negative because you never give to receive. But it's almost like 
I don't know, just a bit of a bit of an odd one, you know, sort of kind of all those things just cost money and you're like, fucking hell. But when you actually do receive these nice gifts, um, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. And I think that men forget that a lot and they really, really do. Um, and, it, and it's nice to feel that because a lot of the time that I know there's a lot of men out there that will be separated and going through, you know, difficult relationships or going through difficult, difficult divorces or separations that don't get to see their children. Because in, in, no matter what you say and, and however you label it, nine times out of ten, men are the ones that, f- that, that feel the pressure of losing, that losing out to being the father. They normally, they'll, they'll get that right automatically taken away from them. No fucking quibbles asked. The, the courts wouldn't even batter an eyelid unless there is something fucking inherently wrong for the woman, i.e. she's got mental health problems or things like that, you know, or she's batshit fucking crazy. Nine times out of ten, the, 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 men, the men will lose out on that. There's no, there's no, that's a real, real, tr- that's a real reality there. That's just as reality as the suicide figure. That's going to happen. So it's kind of like you can understand why we keep going through these processes. And then when we do get given these hallmark days, do we take advantage of them? I don't think we do. It, it, it was really weird. It's even like we used to have um, barbecues at my mum's, mum and dad's house every Father's Day. But the barbecue was always done by the men. You know, it was almost everyone was sat down and the main men were at the top cooking the barbecue. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way because that's the way it fucking should be in my eyes. Because I love making a fucking, I love cooking a good barbecue. Um, but yeah, it, it is all, it's almost like that. It's, 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 it's the, the reality is they will, they will normally be the ones that suffer. And even if it is, you, there'll be someone out there that will know somebody that has been completely and utterly innocent in a separation, but lost everything. I know, lo- I, there's a guy I used to know, um, I used to work with him many, many years ago, and his, his missus had an affair, and this, we are talking a lot, we are talking circa fucking 25 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago maybe this happened, um, so we're talking, you know, when, when rights hadn't really evolved, I'd say we've evolved a little bit better, um, and there is a little bit more consideration to the men, um, however, he was one of those ones that was tarnished, his wife had an affair, and he lost his house because she kept the kids, so he had to lose the house. She took half his pension, um, half his security because he was ex-military, um, and all the belongings in the house. And half, no, sorry, half the belongings in the house. So it's like he literally got dumped to the fucking side, literally cast aside, and he did nothing wrong. And do you know when I said to him, I said, "Well, why didn't you fight for it?" He said, "I didn't want to fight for it." He said, "What's the fucking point? What is the point in going through all of that that would have cost me money?" Would it cost me time? Would it cost me stress when I can just let it walk away? It is what it is. And that's a very fucking poignant point, isn't it? That's what men think. You know, I know people in relationships that are unwilling to let go of their relationship, knowing that they're struggling, knowing that it isn't the relationship for them, but stay in that relationship because of the children. I know people like that. And they do that because they're sat there and going, I know that if I leave, I will get fucking screwed over. So if I've just got to endure for you fucking years to get through this in the hope that, you know, it, when the kids go off and they're not earning any money and I, and I look I look down the line and go, OK, I'm ready to lose half now because I'm not going to lose fucking all of it. And there's people that will do that for years and years and years and years. But a woman, which is why mostly most relationships, I think statistics are about 80 percent of relationships are based on are, are failed on, on a woman walking away. Now, the reason that statistic is, or part of the reason that statistic is there, is because men will get to a point where that whole relationship will have 
completely and utterly dwindled down, but they are staying because they know they're going to get fucking screwed. So if they just walk at the other side and wait and then just walk off and go, do you know what? It's not working. It's just a, an amicable separation. But then because they stop putting out and they, st- they, they they're not interested in all that sort of stuff, they'll, they'll just endure it. They'll suffer it. But there'll be women that will sit there and go, I don't want this, this isn't right, even though they've been doing it, inherent probably themselves, and they'll walk away. And then the men go, okay, so I've walked away, they've walked away, what do I lose? They've walked away. And again, statistically, they'll still take most of the stuff because they've walked away. So it's a a lose-lose situation for fathers and dads and and husbands. It really is a lose-lose situation. And these are all key factors into you know, appreciating Father's Day because it, it, it maybe it is a Hallmark Day. Maybe it is just something for us to go and spend some money on and, and the way that the shops can grip us to go in. It probably is. That's, that's, that's the reality of it. However, it's like most things. Uh, you know, if you remove the, 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 you know, the fucking bullshit and the material objects and turn it into what it should be, which is what I did this year. I did this this year because I, I know people that have recently lost dads. Um, I know people that have, that have not even recently lost dads because it depends. It doesn't really matter when you lose your parents or your dad. You'll never forget that person. You'll never forget that time. Um, and often, most of the time when they've gone, you often think, oh, you know, I wish I could have that time. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. And I certainly do. I know that um, this week has been a really father-focused week for me. Um, not on purpose either, really. It, is, it just it just happened that way. Um, but I took a full advantage of it. Um, and that's because I wanted to. I think that it's... It, it, irrelevant of it being of it being a hallmark day what i decided to do this year was give my dad a card so i went and spent one pound 20 on a card that's all it was and i'm not saying that you know oh god because it doesn't matter what you fucking spend it was a really cheesy fucking cheap card said happy father's day the fucking prevalent part for me in a card is the message in between the message that i write in it and in the message this this year i thank you very much as always dad you will always be my hero i appreciate all the time you've given up for me and I appreciate every piece of you that you've given me too, that has helped me become the man I am today. That's the message I wrote inside. Now, you know, I've always said that, and that, that's, a, that's a structure I've always said, because, you know, for me, uh, irrelevant of most things, I live my life very, very, very much structured way, in the sense of the way I was raised. Now, institutionalised, whatever you want to say it is, but I live my, I live my ethos on my dad. My dad's a fucking hard worker. He's very friendly, he's very dedicated, and he's fucking good laugh. And I try to follow that path. I try to obviously look at the areas that, you know, I think maybe are flaws in his ability, which which is a horrible thing to say, but I don't mean it as a flaw. But I try to adapt my own personality and bring my own personality to to bolster those, the foundation of what he's got. We've all got flaws. So, you know, and, and people, if they tell me my flaws, I'll try and iron them out. But we're all humans. I think the flaws are what make us. Now, you know, there's certain things that I know about my dad, for instance, that I'm like, you know, yeah, if you didn't do this, dad, you didn't do that, you, you know, you wouldn't be so bad. And I think that's because... I don't know. You always strive for. I I personally will strive for perfection. So it's like a horrible thing for me. So, but I, I would never say that to his face. He's an absolute gentleman. I have one hundred percent got everything. All of my ethos is based on my dad, um, and that's a really really proud thing to say. So this year I wrote him a card, and it was irrelevant of what the card was. I put a little message in, and on the left hand side of the card, I gave him a. I drew a voucher and said um, one pint and plus one meal. Um, redeem 
or, or notify to redeem something like that and i put a little message saying let me know when you're free and i'll book us a, a meal um, up at the harvester or whatever we're going to have a meal wherever you want your your choice i'll pay a pint and a, and a chat just a couple of hours just a couple of hours chewing the fat over something and that to me is a proper memory that's a proper cherished present for me and and hopefully he would have seen that as that's a present this is i'm giving you my time yes and i'm going to get your time in return so i think we're both gifting out of this you brought me into this world obviously you know obviously along with my mum um but you brought me into this world so you know i want to i want to spend some time with you you can have a fucking present you can cherish all day long and nine times out of ten that cherish i think that when they're young like my daughter um they're brilliant little little um toys i've got little trinkets all over my man cave that i've had from my girls over the years but you get to a certain age where you're like i don't want the trinkets anymore i want the time i want the memories i want those things and for me i think that's the most important thing i learned this year and i think that's that development piece for me in the whole mental health journey is understanding that we need we need memories we don't need fucking material things we don't need to walk down the fucking the road in or drive down the road in, in the latest car or the latest motorbike or the latest fucking mountain bike we don't have to do that if it's your hobby or whatever and you can afford it brilliant but if you can't then to, to remove all those materialistic things and start cherishing the real things in life and that is the memories, the memories that we take. And if you've got a dad, then cherish those memories with him. And, and if you haven't got a dad, still cherish those memories. That's a really important. I sent numerous messages out today um, thanking everybody that I knew that were dads in my network and said, thank you for being dads. I think, you know, they may not have heard it. Maybe they did hear it, but they didn't hear it enough. And I just wanted to underpin that. And do you know what? I actually got some some messages back from friends of mine that know i'm a dad and they're not a dad and they said thanks very much buddy i hope you have an amazing day one in particular was my friend called luke he's in portugal and he messaged me saying happy father's day absolutely thankful of what that was and that sort of draws me in a little bit into what i want to talk about today um but i just want to say um before i finish and, and break into that segment was thank you that was a really important piece for me um, and I think that I did the same. I know that there's people out there that have lost their dads. And I know they've lost their dads. I know one of my um, good friends, Jason, um, he's my long-term tattooist. Uh, and we're very good friends. And we don't talk very often. But when we do, um, it's, a, it's a full... Normally, I book a day session um, with a tattoo with him, which is about eight hours. And it's just eight hours of fucking non-stop talking, which is um, absolutely amazing. So I get a lot. If you can imagine, you know, you're sat in a... If any of you have ever had a tattoo before, if you imagine sitting there for eight hours with somebody that you know and you've you've, you've been... He's been you know a, a tattoo is for you for the last 15 years every time we talk which is about every six months we have an eight hour fucking chatathon i mean we could literally put the world to rights in those eight hours women haven't got shit on what when you've got a tattoo bond with it you know when you've got a tattooist bond you just can't because you know you either sit there and get a tattoo and, and put music on and fucking block yourself out i don't i sit there and watch every fucking needle stroke and i chat to him and i have a really really good chat about life proper life as well like shit that you know you don't really get to talk about or you only talk about when you're really drunk and never really remember it's that type that type of bond and you know 
that's the importance of this day. As I said to him today, I know he, he literally, I messaged him on Friday. I've seen this tattoo idea and I was like, buddy, it's been seven, eight months. I need to fucking look. I need to, you know, six, seven months. Sorry. So it's about my time now. I'm, 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 I need a Jason fix. Uh, get a tattoo, get something fresh, feel good. And it gives me that spur to, you know, tattoos. I love tattoos. I really do. That's why I'm fucking covered in them. Um, but yeah, I said to him, I need to catch up. And I said, oh, and how are you? You know, I said, how are you, buddy? And he said, not too bad. I've struggled a little bit, mate. Um, try, he's had a disaster of a holiday. And um, he wants to talk about that. Uh, but more importantly, he said, um, I haven't got my dad a, a Father's Day card because I genuinely don't think he'll make it to Father's Day. And this was two days ago. I was like, fuck. And I know for a fact that um, my, my friend Billy, is his wife's recently lost his dad, uh, lost her dad, sorry, and he's been a part of that. I know that that was a real big part for him um, in that sort of process. You know, he's he's very sort of close. You know, it's a very close network, fa network family, you know. Um, so all of these things are going through my head. And I know that Luke, for instance, Father's Day resonates with him because I sold the motorbike to him. He, I sold that motorbike for him to be able to go out with his dad because he wanted to spend more quality time with him after a medical scare of his dad. That is absolutely, you know, that is ex exactly what, you know, this friendship was bolstered on. And he messaged me this morning saying, happy Father's Day, buddy. And I was like, mate, I hope you're having an amazing day with your dad or, you know, I hope you're spoiling your dad as much as, um, you know, you're, you're spoiling yourself and everyone else, you know. So in that sort of sense, it was really, really good. I got the, I got exactly what I needed back. And this is the importance of talking and having the right people around you is when you have the right people around you and you talk about the right things, it, it, it promotes really good positivity. And it sort of kind of builds me into a little bit about what I wanted to talk to you about today. And I think it's a really, really important message. Um, True friends matter was going to be my title of today. So. I've changed it to Father's Day because I think it's a really important occasion to talk about. Uh, men don't really inherently care or say they don't care. But deep down, I know how well I felt, um, you know, when I got those, um, you know, those gifts and everybody came in and I got, you know, I got three cuddles. And, you know, it's just really nice feelings. And, and that's where you get the worth of being a dad. Um, and like one of my mates said, in fact, actually, I've, I sent him a message saying happy Father's Day. My other mate. Um, oh, I talk I talk a lot about is Adam and he put down hope your day went well as an outstanding dad too hopefully this all pays off when we're older and we get um, we get the delivery of hearty meals and trips to the pub and that's what we want you know we've got these girls I want to be looked after when I'm older they'll probably tell me to fucking chin off because I'll be farting everywhere so um, you know it's but it, that's that's the important message there and all of those people around me, I know every part about all my friends. I, I literally do, and that's why I can I can talk, you know, off the cuff about my pe about my friends. My my true friends matter, and the reason I I can talk about them is because I've learned about them, I've understood them, and I invest in them. That's the personal thing I take on, and that's why I take friendship very, very, very seriously, because I I want to go through this life, and I want to go through it with the right people and I want the right people to be there to hold me when I'm when I'm falling you know and all of my friends are ironically ironically are all suffering all of the men friend in some sort of way are suffering it's like I heard um my mate Kieran actually um you know he, he woke up this morning and um you know typical teenagers type thing you know his kids didn't get up they didn't make him a breakfast now Deep down, I don't think he would have been, you know, he says he wasn't too bothered, but he's a very laid back person. But deep down, I think he would have done because he's a bloody good dad. In fact, all of my friends that are dads are brilliant dads. 
And Kieran is one of those ones. I'll tell you something, he does a fucking hell of a lot more than I do. Um, he really, really does. He does all the fucking driving. He, he trundles them everywhere. This is stuff that my missus does because she drives. Um, but he does all of it. He does all of that, takes them everywhere. He does the proper dad thing, almost part of the, the mum's sort of side of things. So... Would he have been bothered? Probably not to himself, but in deep down, I think he would have been because he would have wanted them to get up and go, you know, I appreciate what you do for that. For this one day, I'm going to make you put your feet up, chill out, hand on foot. I'm going to make you a cooked breakfast. He was working this afternoon. I was working this morning. We work in the same place as our second job. And, um, you know, we had a crossover. And in that crossover, it's 15 minutes of chatting. You're trying to cram a, a full day of chatting into 15 minutes. It's, it's not an impossible. But it was a good little catch up. But I could feel that. He was like, yeah no one even fucking got up mate <laughs> for me they literally all just stayed in bed now that is hard and as a dad that is hard because he i know for a fact he does everything you know he's he's had two jobs for the last seven months just to try and fucking make ends meet uh, and be able to take the kids to to do these things i know that he fucking dotes on his children and takes them to the cinema and all this sort of stuff so to have one day it's really really important it really is important that we do that now i know they're only young so you know, it's one of those things. And, and as youngsters, they don't really th see the personal need. But what I do is I, again, I messaged him this morning saying, buddy, fucking thanks for being an amazing dad. Happy Father's Day. And I think that's, a, like I say, that's the, that's the message I wanted to sort of express today, if you like. But as it said, feeds into nicely into, let me take a quick sip of my gin because it's sat there calling my name. Oh, that is a fucking delight. Oh, that is an absolute crisp delight. But yes, um, it brings me into um, true friends matter. Now, I've spoke about friendship before, haven't I? And do I harp on about this? I do need to because these are all messages that need to hit home. Now, I put a bit of a, uh, my, my podcast last week. I didn't realize it was quite uh, a somber note. I did have a bit of a difficult week, but I think it was just one of those things. I was talking about how I was walking around at 5.30 in the morning. Um, but that was, again, that was, it was just alcohol-induced uh, couldn't sleep head fucking all over it was just one of those things and but i had two people um that messaged me the next day literally said like kieran was one of them um literally messaged me and said buddy don't ever irrelevant of whether i'm on your fucking sofa sleeping because i'm fucking drunk you wake me up you chuck a coffee in my face and we will go for that walk and we will talk and I was like, yeah, I know you would have done, mate. I absolutely know. And I said, and that was a, 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 a point I needed to make. He, I know he would have done. It was just kind of that, do I want to wake him? Do I want, you know, will, it, will he get the full, will he get the full thing because he's drunk? And he would have done. He would have been a great friend. But he straight away messaged me the next day. Fucking dude, don't you ever fucking do that again. You fucking ring me. And then I had this other message from um, a friend of mine. He's doing 10K for 10K, pushing the mental health um, stuff on Big Moose which is another charity-based, uh, mental health charity-based. I'm doing a little bit of artwork for them um, soon. Um, soon that'll be ready to to reveal. Um, he literally messaged me that day saying, buddy, I've just listened to your podcast, mate, and I know it was 5.30 in the morning, but don't you ever, ever don't think you, you can't ring me. I, he said, even if I don't ring the first time, I promise you, I will I will answer the second. Because, let's be honest, no one's going to fucking answer the phone at 5.30 in the morning. You'll probably get that. You'll hear the phone and go, what the fuck is that? And then you'll go, oh, nothing, because it will die down. It will, you know, it will it'll, it'll finish the ring. And then he said, ring me back. And he said, and if I don't, my missus will wake me, knowing that's a phone, and you talk to me. He said, don't ever feel like you're alone. And that is true fucking friendship, isn't it? That's what I mean by having the right people around you. 
Now, fortunately, I have a platform where I can talk. So it's amazing for me. I get to talk and I get to express my feelings and I get to express stuff that I go through that maybe you may go through. But what I am doing as well is bolstering the fact that when you do the right things and you nurture the right people and you engage and you support the right people that are supporting you, what do you get out of it? You get that support back. You get what you put in. So if you're putting in something, and this is one thing I talk about all the time, get you know put in what you get out or you know what i mean and, and vice versa what you're getting out put back in when you do that and you constantly do that with your friendships watch how the dynamic of your friendships change when you put in what you're getting out and i had this and that was an amazing feeling because re- <clears throat> although i wasn't as downbeat as i were as i as i have been and i would have been in a situation like that i took it for what it was i did the walk i, I reflected i focused and yeah came out the other side and then out the, when i come out the other side i had friends helping me i had friends waiting for me i had friends with a rope to pull me up out the out the fucking out the ditch that i was in or to, or pass me a hand to fucking pull me out the ditch that's what i had now we don't rely on everybody to do that because we've all got things going on in life but you hope that if you get a message out there, at least one person would come back to you. I was fortunate, and I know that that would have been cascaded further wide um, if it had really been like sounded like I needed to. But the fact that they even heard that small faint of, of "Don't you fucking ever go alone. You ring me, no matter what time it is. You fucking call me." And the reason that that is so important is it's inherently those dark hours, those three till six o'clock in the morning, when you've been awake all day. You've been awake all night. Your mind's been fucking racing. Everybody's been fucking getting on your nerves. It's those silent hours, the sleeping hours, where everything's fucking quiet. You don't hear road noise. And then what that does is the the voices, the noise, the the, the white noise in your head becomes louder and louder. And I've been there. Right? And, and to give you a visual picture, that's what happens. Every time that I've ever wanted to, you know, uh, you know, sort of kind of not want to be here anymore. Every time, those those three important times in my life, every time I did it, it was early in the morning. It was like your twos, threes. It was, I fucking can't sleep. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally drained. I just don't want to do this anymore. And it's really, really like, it, it, it's so powerful when you get that. And when you've got the early hours of the morning, like I did, the important the, the important piece is whether it whether you ever need it it's the fact that somebody and i had two people that rung me the next day and said don't you fucking do that again now what has that done that has underpinned my friendships that has underpinned that i do need to be that i do need to be here that's underpinned that people do appreciate me and it's also underpinned whether I use it or not, that if I ever feel that shit at that time in the morning again, I will never feel like I did before. Those other three times when I re- when I was in the morning and it was three o'clock in the morning, I didn't know who to call. I genuinely didn't know who to call. And even this time, although I, I didn't feel as isolated as I did because, Christ, I've been doing this for 18, 19 months and I'm really trying to bolster my mental health. I'm trying to pick myself up. I'm trying to, you know, deal with the daily problems. Uh, and 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 not procrastinate on the fucking things I can't do anything about. I'm trying to continuously evolve and develop. 
So I didn't feel as low because I was I was reflecting on the right things. And when I was reflecting, I was like, yeah, James, fucking hell, do you really feel fucking useful? Yes, actually, you are quite useful, James. And then you go through all the process. And I, that's because I was underpinning it with all of the stuff that I've been doing. And this is the positivity of doing the right things in your life. When you do the right things in your life and you turn around and say, I feel fucking useless. Actually, no, mate, you're doing a fucking smashing great big great time in job in your job you're educating the shit out of yourself you're you're constantly fucking driving you, you know your your reputation fucking precedes you you're you know okay bosh that's fucking done uh, my fucking family don't need me actually yeah your family do need you mate going through some tough times they love you to bits it's amazing they fucking look you've made a create a nice atmosphere for them you've created a nice fucking household a nice comfortable house that's what you're doing Okay, okay, that's that's fucking kibosh down. Oh, I feel a little bit fucking fat and horrible. No one loves me. Okay, well, feeling fat is the fact that you're overeating, James. You need to just, you know, move a little bit more, eat a little bit less. You know that fasting works for you because every time you fast, you lose the fucking water weight and you feel better straight away. Okay, and this is the importance. Do you see how every time I came up with a problem, I provided an instant solution? Now, whenever, when, when have you ever gone to, how many of you have gone to a boss before and said, I've got this fucking problem, and then they look at you and go, I, I don't want problems, mate, I want solutions. Don't come to me with a problem, you're being paid to provide me with a solution to this, or offer me a way out. I get this a lot in health and safety, actually, believe it or not, and I'm more, I, I love chucking a health and safety quip in there, but for me, I, the reason I love health and safety is because I come to the table with solutions. It's like, you've got a problem. Have you thought about this, this, and this? So you automatically become a problem solver in health and safety because you're looking at constant different risks that can range. I mean, I work for the military, so, you know, it, it, and civil service and all that sort of stuff. So it, you can kind of, like, imagine my spectrum of risk is huge. I work on all different TLBs. So, you know, it, for me, I, I can be working with the Royal Air Force, the Army, the Navy. I can be working with different departments. And for me, that's an amazing experience of understanding risk in different departments. And what that does, it makes me a problem solver. And that's what I enjoy. I enjoy problem solving. So every day I can problem solve. So it's it's kind of like a it's a very, very advantageous job for that for the for that OCD sort of ADHD side of me, which constantly needs dopamine. So the way I get dopamine from work is I problem solve, which gives everyone looks at me and goes, That's a fucking great idea. So you're constantly getting approval. Because you're the only time you don't is when someone says to me, can't do that, mate. That's fucking literally fucking risk to life, buddy. And they look at you and go, eh, is it? I'm like, it fucking is. And then you give them a bad news story so you become the bad rep. That's the only downside. But however, you save them fucking lives. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, for me, the whole process, everything that comes across, everything in, 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 every, everything in life, when you're doing the right things, you problem solve. So that's what I did. I walked around. And, and although it was nice for me to express because that's what I do, I talk on the podcast and I say, fuck, I'm going through this, this and this, or this has happened. I don't. I, I actually don't. I, I'm, I do, but I'm trying to underpin everything with a solution. And that's the key point. When you're doing all the right things, when you say to yourself, I feel fucking fat and horrible, are you going to the gym? Are you eating healthy? Well, no, there's your fucking, there's your problem solution there. Start eating a bit healthy, cut out on the fatty foods, and walk, go for a walk, you don't even have to exercise, you don't have to do anything strenuous, you don't have to go and chuck fucking hammer time weights around, go for a walk, 
my next door neighbour actually, fucking um, absolutely amazing lady. She's fucking just been walking. She's she stopped um, she stopped doing early morning exercise or something. Um, I think some 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 along the lines of that. But um, she started um, doing um, walking just in the morning for half an hour. Fucking weights f- f- shedding off her. Looks looks incredible, just from walking. No strenuous. Pair of headphones in. Billy big steps. Off you fucking go. That's all you need to do. And that's the important bit. And it's almost like, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't go a podcast without talking about my man, Nelly. He's a prime example. I've told him from the last podcast he listened to. I was like, dude, you've got the fucking beach on your doorstep. Why are you not utilizing that daily? He messaged me this week and he was like, dude, I'm doing that fucking daily. And he even sent me this morning a link to um, the ice bath, which I really, really want. Really, really time for an ice bath in my house. But it's got to have a filter because I want it all year round. And I don't want to be paying the fucking stupid prices to be pumping out the fucking water and refilling it. So, But I want he, showed, he sent me the little loomy ones. It's like a pool. And I was like, dude, I don't worry that I'm going to build a little area and I'm going to have my own ice bath so I can have an ice bath every single fucking day. Because it's not feasible going down to the, the lake. I've tried the, the, the river. I've tried to go down the river and it's so short and small now in the warm weather. It's just pointless. Um, but anyway, he's, he, I've watched his mood lift because he's been going to the beach. Fantastic work. And that's the whole point is when he feels a bit shit, go to the beach. You've got it on your doorstep. You've got nature on your doorstep that's going to make you feel amazing. And that's what he does. And that's what he's done. He said to me, you gave me some food for thought there, James. I'm like, brilliant that's what this is about the whole purpose of this podcast is not to look at me i'm amazing i've been shit rah 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 because it's not that at all what this the purpose of this this whole podcast is exactly how i'm summarizing it today really is we've got the right things out there when you're feeling shit and you're actually you you are incorporating reflection and everything else are you doing the right things so when you reflect and you go james i'm having a bad time at work okay what's wrong with work well, I don't know. I don't feel fucking very confident there. Okay, well, get trained. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy that job. Okay, look for a new one. You know, there's always a solution. You've always got to take that solution. If you constantly give yourself a problem and sit there and procrastinate on that problem and then don't move forward and manifest on it, you're not going to get anywhere in life. You're going to still be at that fucking starting block. Well, everybody else has fucking done, you know, five or six Olympics. Because you're still sat there procrastinating on the fucking one point of, I don't like this job. Well, you've got to make the step to get out of that job. That, that job might, might be an amazing job for somebody. If it's not right for you, move on. And I sat in jobs for years thinking loyalty was the best thing. You, know, you need to be loyal to the company. No, no, you don't. You need to be loyal to yourself. You need to do what makes you happy. If that means jumping around jobs to find a job that you find happy. If that means moving on every year. Because if a fucking person said to me when they looked at my CV and said, oh, you've had fucking six jobs in the last two years. Yeah. I can tell you every single one I've not enjoyed. Are you the job for me this time, though? You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a case of, like, you have to make do. There's jobs out there. Look for them. Find them. Do what you need to do. So that's the solutionizing bit. Same as if you've got a poor relationship. If you're willing to stay in that relationship, then that's you. You've made that decision. Sometimes you are focused. And I said this at the start of the podcast. Sometimes you are drawn in that you don't want to be taken advantage of. And that's the reality of it. The reality of that fact is you can be taken advantage of. But... Is your mental health more important or are you happy to stay in that situation? Sometimes it doesn't even, sometimes you can just work on the situation. Sometimes even just talking about the situation with that person can help open up the shell and make it an amicable situation. So it doesn't become a problem. 
And this is the thing with communication. Again, topics I've spoken about. But do you see what I mean? These are all, if you've got to put in the right things to make a difference to yourself. Invest in yourself, as I've said to you before. That's the key part there. Investing in yourself is really, really important. When you invest in yourself and you put those mitigations in and you put all those things in that make you feel good and, and you're doing the right things so when you do feel shit, you can reflect on positives or if you do feel shit, you've got the right friends. I know for a fact I can now, I could ring any one of my friends say I'm having a shit time. Any single one of them. In my, in my friend book now, I could ring and go, I'm having a shit time and they listen to me. Now, do I want to use them? I don't, if I had to, I would. But at the same time, it's that's a hard, that's still a hard bridge to cross for for, for men. That's inherently always going to be a fucking a hard bridge to cross. Um, but at the same time, I know they're there, and I like to know that they know I'm here for them. So it's a really important. So we're we're both we're all on the same situation. We're all on the same team. We're all coasting through to the final as a team. We're working together. That's the important bit. You know, we, we've removed all the weak links that aren't interested in our future, are only interested in just sucking the life out of us at the moment because it probably, you know, there's there's people that come into your life that can absolutely leech onto you to, to benefit themselves. And then when they're done with you, they can discard you. I've had that many, many, many times. People have used me to put, to move forward. And then when they move forward, you go, oh, shit, never see them again. Okay, take it as a chapter in the book. Move along. So this is all really, really important stuff today. Really important stuff, especially Father's Day. Really important day. And I really do hope that you've all celebrated your fathers in the right way. Um, the thing for being a dad is there's a lot of dads out there that don't get it right. I know there is. And there's a lot of dads out there that don't get the help. So because they're not getting the help, they again, they 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 don't they don't get it right. There's, and I'm not saying that's an excuse for a lot of dads, but mental health conditions because we don't deal with them, they turn into anger, they turn into frustration, they they turn into stress, um, and then what that does is make them not very happy, very very nice people. Now, I I had a little bit. It's like I had a bit of a situ not a situation, but to put it into context of how I how I think as a as a dad. And how different that thinks to, to as my as to, to my wife, for instance, and my mum. My dad said to me, um, "My do your daughter's proms in a in a in a couple of weeks." And I was like, "Is it? I don't know." Anyway, went through this thing. Long story short, but um, got a um, a car for the prom. I didn't know what the date was. I haven't been involved in any of the process. And my dad said to me, "How do you not know your prom date? Your daughter's prom date?" And I went, "Dad, on Monday you asked me what my birthday was, and I'm 42 this year." And you're asking me, did I know my daughter's prom date? I was like, fucking. And he looked at me and went, yeah, touche, son, touche. I was like, come on. You know, dads don't forget. Dads forget these things. And, 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 I'm, and I'm not saying it's an, it's an excuse, but I just went, I don't really think about the prom date. That, that I leave that to my wife unnecessarily, probably. But at the same time, I'm involved in making sure that the, there's protection there. Everybody feels fucking safe. Everybody's happy. I'm working hard to bring the money in to make sure that the money is in the house and everybody's got nice food, nice things, nice TV to watch. That's my role. That's my duty. That's that's what I'm trying to do as a dad to chuck in prom dates as well. I'm like fucking no way, no way. I deal with health and safety, mate. You're not chucking in that shit as well. 
all right? There's only so much boring person that I can suppress without chucking in fucking stuff like that. So it's, but that's the dynamic of being a dad. I think it's, we never always get it right. We never, ever, ever. If you ask me now my birth dates for my, my daughters, I couldn't tell you. Genuinely couldn't tell you. That, that might get frowned upon, so fucking be it. But I'm there for them 110%, and I'm ready to die for them, and I'm ready to go to prison for them. That's the, that's the commitment. I'm willing to give up my life for them. If I don't remember their fucking birth date, well, that's irrelevant to me. That's a very minuscule, that's a hallmark day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it is. However, if the fucking someone came in my front door, I'm ready to fucking physically die. Like, I will fucking tear ears off. I will rip noses off. I will rip arms and limbs off and beat them with a soggy end. And I will humiliate them. <laughs> I will literally, you know, I will go, I will, take a, I will take a bullet for my children. That's the difference is I'm willing to stand up there and be counted as a father. Now that, to me, yeah, we forget the small details in life. Yes, we do. Yes, we forget to give cards. I know my, my wife's um, father, he's an absolute fucking nightmare. Like, he'll give to the grandkids, like, one or two grandkids one year. Then the next year, he'll give to, and bear in mind, it's like 14, like, is it 14? Like, 14 grandkids. So it's £140 a year if he gives them all the tenor, which is what he does. But he forgets. So he'll do two, and then the next year he'll do seven, and then the next year he'll do one, and then he'll do 14. He's all over the fucking shit and show. And everyone goes, oh, and you can hear the conversations between the women. They're like, oh, fucking piss with him. Fucking daddy's useless and all this. And I go, no, he's not useless. He's just not wired to think about that. Now, that's not an excuse, because there is some people out there that are amazing in that factor. But then at the same time, you know, I, I might forget a date, but like I said... You know for a fucking fact that you are the safest person. No matter where, where I am, I will be back. I will be taken. I'll be that guy. I'm, I'm on the fucking phone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know where you are. <laughs> Whatever he fucking says. It's a really famous line. I've forgotten it. Um, but yeah, that's, and that's, the, that's the bit. That's the difference bit. Is And I know all my friends are that. All of my friends are amazing dads. All of my friends. And that's why I celebrated them all. And I even know the ones that aren't dads, I know would make amazing dads. And that's the important piece of nurturing the right people around you. Um, and that's and that's the, you know, that's the, that's the be all and end all of it, is having those right people around you makes you feel amazing. And it sort of brought, kind of bolsters why we do this. If we go through life just bumbling our way through and not having the support, I felt amazing when I knew I got those phone calls last week. I felt great. I knew when I was talking to people all week and then to wake up this morning to get an abundance of messages from very close friends saying happy Father's Day felt fucking incredible. I've had, it's just a lot of positivity around the whole of this process. I've looked and um, I will say from, for there's a couple of massive listeners out there. I've got some really big listeners now in, in the United States and Africa. So um, United States, Africa, and obviously my, my loyal ones in, from the UK. Um, I've, I've seen the stats and they've been growing in these countries. So thank you very much for listening to the dulcet tones of James Dean Littlejohn in the Wiltshire, in Wiltshire, Wiltshire in, in, in Salisbury. <laughs> you know, so thank you for listening. I hope it's given you something to think about. And that's what my mate said to me. I, I listened to your podcast, mate, because it gave me food for thought. Nelson's a prime example. He's taken on board what he said and gone, yeah, actually, I'm going to engage a bit more. I'm going to make a bit more of an effort. Um, you know, he, he's gone with himself, uh, with his family. You know, we go through fucking tough times. I know he's having some shit times with his kids because kids are just shitheads. And I reflect back, I was a shithead as a kid. So I know it's hard work. But it's important to to acknowledge when people are trying, and I know that all of my all of my mates they all try, 
and they all would make they're they're all amazing dads or would make amazing dads i know for a fact that they all make amazing sons um, and have had made amazing sons so that's these are the important factors that we must remember um so thank you very much uh, i before i go on i won't go on too much it was a bit of a positive day for me really just to make sure that we all address and we all say thank you to those people and um, we all look after ourselves that's a really important and nurture the right people around you because they're the positive ones for you um they're the positive ones it's like um just to give you a prime example I, I, you know i go on a wednesday to play snooker now um my dad came up to play snooker this is a i want to finish on a little bit of a positive actually um my mum went away for the week. She went to um, look at um, Brussels and she went to look at the um, World War II stuff. Um, she did tell me. I can't remember. It was in Arnhem. Um, anyway, so she had a full week away. So my dad was on his own. Obviously got a bit lonely. So he said, oh, son, you're going up to um, you know the, the, the pub on Wednesday to play snooker. I was like, yeah, come on up, mate. We'll have a game of snooker. So we went up and we had three games of snooker. Um, we had a pint and then a couple of Cokes. My dad had four pints. I left him at uh, quarter past nine. We got up there at five o'clock. Left him at quarter past nine and he was tipsy. But do you know what the really, really amazing part? And this is where I say the important memories come from spending time. Because we can all sit behind a TV. We can all go home and we can all just watch the weekends go by. But this thing that I've instilled or we've instilled, me and Kieran uh, have instilled on a Wednesday, has now developed into my dad joining us. And he sat there a little bit tipsy. Um which he, he said he wouldn't do on a regular on a regular basis but he was sat there talking about his old army days you know when he joined up and he was he was you could see he was enjoying the chat the reminiscing the proper conversation with men we were talking about the good the bad the ugly we were talking about you know it was crazy we were talking about fucking porn but old school porn from him when he you know which is no you know we weren't talking it in depth and details we were just talking about how dirty soldiers can be especially in the olden days when they were putting in the old cassette tape uh, Debbie does Dallas and from the 80s um but it was it was just I don't know it was it was a really good time and I got a lot of memories out of that one that one four-hour block I got more memories from that one four-hour block spending time with my dad and my best mate than I did in in the last six months and it, there was no massive amounts of drink it was just my dad was tipsy he was really relaxed he was I could see he was relaxed it was a really nice time we were talking I let him talk and then we only cut it short because I was going to get in trouble for having the fucking car and it was my missus's car. So I was like, I'll drop it off. I'm coming. I'm coming now. <laughs> but I would have stayed longer. But I was like, Dad, message him straight away. Dad, come up again, please, please. Because these are the memories, which is hence the reason why I said to him this year, I'm going to give you a voucher. We're going to go out for a meal. You don't need material things to give people. Spending time with them is, is better. It's a better gift than you can ever give or get. If somebody offers me, say, James, I've got your this and we're going to go and, i mean yes sometimes it might involve money which it will involve money but get them to do something with you that creates the memory don't just go oh here you go here's a card and a tenner you know get yourself a fucking bag of sweets go instead put a bit of extra money aside and go let's go out for a meal let's go to the cinema let's go fucking watch this movie do whatever let's go play golf let's go to the beach let's do something and that's the that's the the important bit that's the bit we want, is those memories are, are precious to us. They're the ones that get us through the bad times. If you've just flooded your mind with negative memories, negative shit, and you have negative weekends, 
I even got this little tip actually. I'm going to give you a little tip. So I put uh, an elastic band, um, not tightly fitted, so it draws circulation around my wrist. And every time I um, I have a negative thought or I, I talk negatively about something or someone, I snap the thing and go, don't do that. And it's like a, uh, people look at it as like a punishment. It's not. It's just a way of reminding myself to stop talking negatively, get myself into a positive space. So I do. I give myself, not, people wouldn't even notice, I'm a little, little tsh on a wrist, and I just go, no. And it just reinforces myself. It's almost like a dog, isn't it? You tell your dog no, or you tell your dog yes. If you tell your dog yes, you give him a fucking treat. He knows to reinforce. Every time he's going to do that, he's going to get a treat. Every time I do something negative, I get a bit of pain. I'm like, fuck. And it, t- it turns that into a negative for me. So stop doing it. Stop the pain, James, by stop doing it. It promotes that positivity. All of these things that I'm doing, all of these things you should be doing by now from listening to me, reflection, meditation, nature, getting out into walks, promoting the right people, stop drawing on fucking social media for your life. Push social media aside. Get face-to-faces again. Get out for meals, making memories. If you're doing all these, you're flooding yourself with dopamine. You're flooding yourself with serotonin. And most importantly, you're flooding yourself with positive memories. Those positive memories are the ones that get you through your dark times. We all go through shit in fucking life. Christ, we do. We all go through shit. Some of us worse than others. But nothing you would have experienced hasn't been experienced by someone else. So we need to get into a tight knit and, and promote positivity. So when we do feel those bad, sad times, there's days that I know that today would have been a, a positive day and a negative day for some people. Some people have lost their dads. I even said if I lost my dad, I fuck knows what I'm going to do. I genuinely, I genuinely don't want to even think, fathom that idea. As far as I'm concerned, he's here for existence. Now, that's a naivety, I know, but I don't want to cross that bridge. But I know that when I do cross that bridge... When I come to that, that, that day where I have to cross that bridge and I'm stood there, I can guarantee you I will have a, a very, very close friendship group that will help me walk across that bridge, get me to the other side and carry me for as long as they need or as long as I need to get myself picked up again. I know I will have the right group of people. I know I'll have my brothers. And I call them all brothers, including my own brother, myself, my AD. I absolutely love him to bits. All of my family, all of my friends, they're all really, really important to me because I've spent 18 months harvesting the fucking people that are negative and promoting the positive people around me. And now I'm developing myself again by filling positive memories. If you just spend your weekend sat on your ass doing nothing, you're never going to afford yourself because you're never going to fill yourself with the positive dopamine you need to get you through those inevitable dark days. There's a day that will feel shit, but if you've got positives to sit there and go, oh, do you remember what we did this couple of weeks ago? Got fucking smashed, did this, or yeah, we went and played uh, fucking, sh- we went clay pigeon shooting, and we went fucking go-karting, or we did fucking sup boarding on the beach, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, you've got that positive memory to put, to get you through it. So please, please, please remember that. And hopefully by now, whatever neck of the woods you are, whether you're Africa, America, United States, or anywhere around the UK, or anywhere around around the world listening to this, hopefully you're doing the right things. This bolstering and getting you up and about. But you have to do it. I've said this all along. You've had to do it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to me, you beautiful people. And happy Father's Day again to all of those, um, those fathers out there, past present and future um and 
I'm going to raise a glass, ching, 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 to to all the past fathers that have that have um, that have fallen but never forgotten. Um, absolutely love all the dads out there are amazing. Um, yes, okay, I'm going <laughs> to trying to I'm going to categorise. I know this and. You can argue Adolf Hirson wasn't a very good dad. Was he a dad? I think he was. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's a fucking debate for another time. <laughs> That's one for a mass debate. Whee! Anyway, you sexy bastards. Take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Have a positive week. And I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Whoop, whoop. Love you.